passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome, everybody, to this month's edition of The Wellness Policy. My name is Wei Ting. I'm joined, as always, by Jordan Goodman. What's up, Jordan? Yes. Good to be with you, Wei. We've done a full year of these. Mm-hmm. The 12th edition. Um, we started in January of this year, and this is the last one of this year. But I, you, I think it's the 11th one, to be honest. Oh, is that right? What happened? We I think sometimes we it took six weeks, and then when you kind of add that up, we took a month off. Okay. Well, totally screwed up the uh, what what uh, sentimentality there was in, in this uh, episode, but that's okay. But it we started be- in January and we're finishing in December. That's a full year to me. Yes, it will be the last one of this year. But, you know, for this one, I think what makes it special is not just the fact that it's the last one. Um, this is one where I'm going in completely cold. I have done zero preparation. I have no idea what we're even really here to talk about. But I'm also not that concerned because we are going to be joined throughout the course of the podcast by the post-wrestling audience, the post-wrestling community, the people that typically uh, are here every single month. And some of you may be new faces, but um, I'm hoping to get interaction from all of you at any time. So I'm not going to do the whole hand-raising thing. We're inviting you guys to keep your mics you know, unmuted the whole time if you really want to because this will be very much a crowd participation episode, won't it, Jordan? I, it, you're the boss way. Okay, so yes, it will be then. Yeah, I think for me, well, you know, especially it's now been a full year since uh, you and I were having discussions about do we want to do this? If so, what could this look like? And I know at least for me, I wanted it to be a community project. That's why we have always recorded live in Zoom. We have a full room of people uh part of the post wrestling cafe with us right now today. Um, and I think the, the, the heart of the show the past year has been, especially the back half of these episodes where we're connecting and, and hearing the experiences of those in this post wrestling community. Completely. Yeah. It's always been the most, you know, enjoyable part of, of the shows for me uh, is, is to be able to hear, you know, everybody um, and not just me or you talking into the vortex so, uh, you know, with all that said, what exactly are we here to talk about today, Jordan? So I think the general theme is like, yo, the past almost two years, we've been through this absurd uh, pandemic era, if you will. Uh, and because of that, uh, clearly there's been uh, a lot of suffering and heartbreak and inconvenience. Uh, but 
perhaps it has offered us opportunities of reflection and forced growth and change, often for the better. And I'm thinking today we may uh, look at some of those more positive things, even if they were hard earned over the past year plus. Mm -hmm. um, and, you, you know, would you like to start? You know, like, or would you like to in invite somebody else, Jordan? <laughs> who wants well, to, well, who let's wants put to it. Know? Let's put it this way: uh, the wellness policy would not be existing if it weren't for this pandemic. I believe that um, much of my life and the work I was doing day to day uh, was taken away, uh, especially last year. But still, I mean, we're feeling the effects of this this year, um, even as at least in the States, but I know throughout the world, there's uh, another wave of this virus being passed along. Um, so I spent way more time on the internet and, and even just socializing with people that I typically wouldn't have, uh, you being one of them way. Uh, and the wellness policy has been a blessing in my life. And uh, if it weren't for this pandemic, I don't know if this blessing and even more generally the friendship that I've cultivated with you over the past year and a half uh, would be a part of my life right now. So for that, I am grateful. Uh, I, I completely agree. You know, obviously, um, you know, it, it's kind of strange for me because the big shift in my life into this sort of lifestyle came when we started post wrestling, where I, I very much at that point kind of developed a, a work from home routine. And therefore, when the pandemic began, I think I was expecting a lot more change than there actually ended up being. But you know, if you're listening to this, you know, that wrestling has not stopped at all. So it felt very much like my routine was was in fact similar. Now, what did change, of course, was I think the involvement from um, the audience and from the community, and you know things like the Discord, things like this. You know, starting up, I've, I've definitely felt a lot more engagement from people and a lot more regular contribution from various people. So, like everybody, kind of like you know, living a similar lifestyle to, to what I was starting to get accustomed to. Definitely has, I think, made a difference in, in, in you know, there's so many negatives, but to, to, to pick at the positives, it would certainly be something like that. Certainly. And, and I also want to offer this and perhaps it's, it's another way in which uh, those joining us uh, can share whatever they'd like if, if they don't want to just make it pandemic centric. Um, but, but for me, this show in particular has meant a lot to me. Um, a lot of those listening know that I, I worked for Ring of Honor for a few years. Um, in addition to being involved in, in pro wrestling in various ways for the past 20 plus years of my life. And uh, I chose to leave Ring of Honor. I was happy to leave it, but I felt something missing. Uh, I wanted to feel connected and more importantly, contributing to pro wrestling in a meaningful way. Um, and this allowed for me to do that. Um, it also allowed for me to contribute to pro wrestling in, let's say, a more non-traditional way where we're building community and talking about things like mental health, um, which is very important for me as well as a licensed mental health clinician. So, uh, you know, if there's anyone out there that that also wants to share perhaps what this show has meant for them or in what ways they've engaged with it, uh, I know Wayne and I would certainly be interested in that. Um, we have someone, his name is Dickie Bird. Uh, I believe he's in Australia right now. 
And uh, and he woke up bright and early to join us, Sway. So um, I'm very interested. And he's the first. This is the first time he's been on this show. Yes, Dicky. Long time. Uh, first time, long time. I believe this. The saying goes. Yeah. Well, you said it. Um, thank you for joining us. It's six a.m. You woke up for this. Um, yeah, I woke. I woke up for this. It's a little easier than the uh, previous time of, of three a.m. So uh, that was the key reason why I, I wasn't able to to join in. But I've been promising that that I, I will make it, and I, I got in just at the finish line of the uh, year. Um, you know, I, I'm glad you're here. First of all, Dicky, and and you know, publicly, thank you for all the the, the great work that you've been doing for everybody uh, in the post wrestling family over the past year, but. Yeah, specifically, I would definitely, you know, consider you as one of the names that I think, I mean, I, I think I, I remember your name, actually, just, you know, from the Patreon, but like, um, the, the your involvement, I guess, has, has certainly taken a huge step up um, over the past year doing so much for, you know, the up next guys and, and then for us as well. So are there certain things that maybe motivated uh, some of that over the course of the, the past year and a half or so? Absolutely. And I thought, it was one of the reasons why I definitely wanted to make an appearance today because uh, my, I, I, I guess, like living here in Australia is being completely different to what it's been like in the US and Canada and the UK. Um, obviously, we all got locked down at the same time. You guys got locked down March 2020, you know, that's the month uh, and that's the year. Um, but I guess. Uh, you know, and I can't speak for the entire of Australia, but for the most part, um, Australia and New Zealand were kind of like regarded as these sort of pandemic darlings that managed to snuff it out or, or eliminate it, suppress it, whatever you want to call it. Um, so much so that uh, I believe like New Zealand was one of the first countries to open up to like full capacity stadiums uh, for rugby, you know, without without people questioning or oh, should they be doing this because there was was no uh, no virus and and here in Australia it wasn't um too different so we i we were in lockdown for 3 months you know um we came out yeah in around about July 2020 um and we went, you know went back to to work um i spent the lockdown working from home i was very very lucky that I, you know, didn't get too displaced. Um, really, for three months, it was, yeah, pretty pretty tough. But really, at the end of the day, actually, it was straightforward. So come out, you know, July. I, I know that, um, you know, the, the state of Victoria where Melbourne is, and, um, you know, shout out Rory. I know he's a community member probably listening to this, you know, they, they experienced a bit harder of a time, uh, with, with, um, some hours and so forth, but where I am in Queensland, it was three months. And since, since July, 2020, we haven't had a problem. So this is not me rubbing it in though, because the most interesting part of all of this is that I went back to normal life. Um, and most Australians, you know, celebrated that and, 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 and look, so did I as, as well. Um, but I am very much tied to a lot of stuff that happens over in the U S happens over in Canada, happens over in the UK. I watch wrestling, you know, and here we are, everything's opened up, but all the wrestling is still in front of empty stuff, you know? Um, 
and talking to you, well, I'm not talking to you, listening to you guys and listening to Davey and Braden, you know, I guess what started to happen was I started to get a sense that I was missing out on what everybody else was experiencing. And this is where I think some people might listen to me and go, man, this guy, he's, he's lost it. You know, he's loopy because I, yeah, I, 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 I felt like I was robbed of something that a lot of people, especially creators had to, to do, which was kind of like get thrown in the deep end yeah, I think Davey Portman's probably like a really good example of this where you know he was displaced and he just kind of like, what am I gonna do? I gotta do something and and just sort of started throwing stuff against the wall and ended up, you know, kind of building this community. And it was a community that I really wanted to be a part of. But my life had kind of just gone back to normal and and it took a while, obviously. Um it was a, a I guess a bit of a, a slow burn, but I, I started to um get Stockholm syndrome and wanted to be actually back in lockdown with everybody else. Um, so I guess what ended up happening was I became world champion for up next. Cause I was like, I want to talk to these guys. I want to, you know, whatever. And I did a move. I, I did the movie uh, with them called office space where I basically talked about how much I hated my job. Um, and, uh, which is kind of shitty because there was a lot of people who were, you know, having tough times and stuff like that. And here I am like wanting to get rid of it, but it really started this, this swell of kind of like a, um, midlife crisis really, or, or a breakdown, whatever I experienced to the point where it kind of got to, um, March of this year, which is when I, I sort of snapped out of it and said, you know, uh, I'm not happy with what I'm doing. I, I, I want, it's not that I want to be back in the pandemic. It's that I want to be more creative. I'm not getting, I'm not creative at work anymore. I'm, I'm in a rut clearly, um, you know, and, and that's sort of when I hit up Davey uh, and Braden and said, you know, look, this is what I do. This is what I do for a living. Um, do do you need anything? Does John and Wayne need anything? Does John Cena need anything? Just let me know, whatever. And that's, yeah, when, when Davey said, oh, well, we've got this WrestleMania show, Up Next Mania show coming up next month. And um, the rest, you know, the rest is, is sort of history. So simply through just a, a frustration, it sounds like, at, at your day job and wanting to, to be a bit more creative, you, I mean, you know, very productively, um sought a connection to to i mean give your skill to um and you know I, I guess i speak for them and i speak for all of us that we're really grateful that you decided to choose us because it's not usual where i think you know like people that are so talented are just willing to like hey message a random podcaster to say hey uh we're i'm can i like do what would otherwise cost you know hundreds of, and thousands of dollars worth of like quality of work to you know for for you guys and and you're doing it all just out of love first of all thank you way I, I i still kind of get a bit weird when when people <laughs> say say nice words and stuff like that as i think a lot of people like like me do but um yeah look i i think to be honest one of the funny things about the pandemic was actually that pre-pandemic i didn't think any of you guys needed anyone like me and 
I think mostly just because video wasn't, you know, it wasn't as prominent as it is now, you know. Um, it was a lot of audio stuff, and so it never occurred to me. It never even crossed my mind that, oh, I could be of, of, of service. I have no interest in, in being like a, a voice personality, so I wasn't, you know, trying to do any of that. But, yeah, after obviously seeing a lot of video stuff going out, it kind of clicked at, at a point where I went, hmm, yeah, maybe I can actually help with something. Um, and that's where I just put my hand up and said, let me, let me help. And it makes me extremely happy. You know, this is the other thing too. Like you talk about money and you got uh, uh, way you and John on the last um, Pollock and Ting talk, you know, you kind of talked about your priorities with post wrestling and stuff like that. And, you know, I very much share that in the sense that, I can do other things for whatever, however much it doesn't matter. Um, you know, this side of it I do to, to keep me happy. Um, and, and yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not interested in, in slowing down if it puts a smile on my face and see people with comments and, and, and stuff like that, you know, about the, you know, the news, the news thing. I look at some of the YouTube comments and stuff and it, it's very nice. And, you know, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep going. And until t- someone tells me to stop, I'll keep going. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think anyone's going to tell you to stop. <laughs> uh, other than you, you know, like, you know, uh, of course, you know, whenever, whenever you, I mean, we hope you're, you're active and, and taking breaks and, and whatnot, but we've been incredibly lucky with like that. We're surrounded by people that are willing to just kind of offer what they can to building uh, what, what we just kind of got the ball rolling for. So, and that includes you, of course, it includes you, Jordan, Includes like, you know, Bruce and David with doing postmarks, um, which is a, there's a new edition coming out this Saturday with uh, sorry, Saturday evening with with Hansi, I believe. But we also have our the first guest of, of postmarks that uh, was featured and he's joined us here, too, with uh, our man, Neil Flanagan. Neil, how are you doing? I'm doing really well, guys. How are you? Great, man. Pretty well. Good to be with you. Yeah, not bad, yeah, man. You too. Thank you for making the time. Not at all. It's a pleasure. And that sort of is where it, it starts for me. I mean, I, I've been a fan of you guys for a long time. And by you guys, I mean the whole Post family and the Up Next community as well. There's a big intersection in that Venn diagram. And um, I suppose to go back to the original question about learning or what are the positives to be taken from the last little while, um, I, I like Dickie was basically working from home for a while and um, I had a very office-based job before that. And for me, I really enjoyed um, keeping my own schedule. It's changed a little bit lately, as I alluded to before we recorded, but for the most part, my job entails being given a deadline and I can work to that, um, meaning I can keep, Uh, waiting hours I can stay up till three or four um, working or socializing or whatever I want to do and then um, sleep in half the day and sometimes that just works for me and something but uh, I guess the real positive I wanted to get to was um, that I, I had already cultivated some relationships with some of the other fans slash listeners community members Brandon's here, he knows. And 
Um, this year, though, I, I'm kind of at the age where it can be difficult to connect in a meaningful way with the friends that you came up with, friends from childhood, friends from school, friends from work, university, because most of the, I'm single and not a father, and most of them these days are attached and have young kids. So at the best of times, it can be a logistical challenge to get together, particularly if I'm in Belfast or near Belfast, and they're in Dublin, and you know, there's a not we're not talking Canada level or or definitely Dicky not Australia level distances here, you know, and it's the little island of Ireland, but um, they're far enough away that it, that it becomes difficult to try and get together with people. So I embraced FaceTime, Zoom, Teams, all of those platforms in a way that I really hadn't before to connect. First of all, with those guys to keep up with them and girls. But what happened this year as well is that I realized, I made a, you know, a bit of a life lesson is that in, they say that you've made your, your closest sort of circle of friends. I've read this before anyway, by the time you're in your mid thirties and that's kind of, you know, going to be, there's a bit of an underline goes under it at that point. I don't think that's the case, at least anymore. I have made some genuinely close, good friends about half the room here, to be honest. And people I'm, I'm talking about, Dickie just spoke, people that not just I admire their work, and I can say, Dickie, that was a terrific job, and he, he can say thanks, and we both mean it, but we can talk about fucking anything, you know, and do. And um, we've had chats at um, the middle of the night, his time, or the middle of the night, my time. We're good pals now, and that goes for quite a lot of people. I've made new friends. Um, it's a support network as much as just anything else it's a laugh we try to make each other laugh and succeed i think a lot of the time although i'm being very earnest now you know it's there's a lot of just light-hearted nonsense that goes on in some of the open voice stuff and in the um chats in the discord and and, and things like that so a big lesson for me is to make the i've made the how to make the best of a bad job with the pandemic in uh, you know, these new connections, new friendships, embracing that community, um, learn lessons along the way. I think in the, in the, in this whole, and I'm sorry if I'm going on too long, but in this whole year, there's maybe been one properly bad kind of experience in that in that realm. And I'm not talking about like a Twitter comment or a. YouTube commenter, those things that are perennial on the internet. Everything else has been, you know, meaningful connections between people has all been universally good. And that's that's a real upside of technology. All you ever hear is how toxic social media is, and it certainly can be. But, um, yeah, I've learned through this show, through the output and through the spinoffs of Post and Up Next and the social platforms that are there, that um, you can make good, meaningful friendships, even if you're not in the same room, even if you're not in the same country, even if you're not on the same continent. Um, and I think that's kind of a profound realization. Agreed completely. And, and, and to speak to some of what Neil and Dickie shared, 
this pandemic and especially my experience, which was similar to most experience, uh, I was stuck indoors. Uh, and like Neil, uh, at, at least at the time I was single, I was living alone and it was unsafe to go out. And I think more than half the people I was socializing with lived outside of my country, thanks to the internet. But to, to Dickie's earlier point of actually paying attention to what makes us smile, to what gives us energy, to what seems interesting, and then being able to direct uh, our attention towards creating some of that in our lives, uh, that's what this pandemic kind of forced me to do. Uh, I liked the work that I was doing. Uh, it, it rewarded me uh, financially and otherwise in ways that I felt good about, but I had been doing it for a long time. And there's a reason that I went to Ring of Honor while still maintaining that other work because there was part of me that wanted more in life. Um, I was still feeling that when that was taken away because it was unsafe to physically go out into the world. Um, it forced me to figure out what do I want now? What's actually energizing to me? Uh, and because of that, um, I've done a host of many things, whether it's uh, being a bit more public with things like this, um, bringing back a former podcast that I had, uh, trying some absurdist Instagram live show, uh, which was a huge unlock for me because it allowed me to reconnect with my sense of humor uh, in a way that felt constructive and within my voice. Uh, prior to that, really my sense of humor was expressed through, let's say, like Instagram stories and the band that I'm in. Um, but but also, I mean, now I'm like exploring the cannabis space and that's been hugely energizing for me. Um, I'm spending a ton of my time doing that. And in my own self-awareness, I'm realizing uh, no one's forcing me to do this. Uh, this is what I naturally want to do. Uh, no different than uh, starting this show. Uh, or trying to work within pro wrestling or uh, anything that I've really done in music. So to kind of sum this up, I think this idea of asking ourselves, what do we really want? What we want now is probably different than what we wanted a year ago or certainly 10 years ago. But when we answered that 10 years ago, uh, often we found ourselves in career relationships, perhaps even in uh, personal relationships, uh, and maybe they're not working out for us anymore. And we haven't actually assessed that. The pandemic for many of us, myself included, forced us to actually assess what's working and what's not in our life. And then at that point, it becomes our responsibility to say, oh shit, I actually am going to be the on the hook, uh, take responsibility for this and perhaps let go of the things that don't give me energy anymore and try to find a way to, to bring more of that, which does give us energy into our life. Um, Wei, I'm curious with you because you did say that your lifestyle really hasn't changed that much um, given the nature of your work. Um, but I'm curious for you, perhaps what uh, what has come into your life uh, that you've noticed has given you energy that perhaps would not have been there if it weren't for this pandemic? Well, um, it has changed in that like um – it's gotten a, a bit busier, but um, I also feel like it's it's been positive because um, it's given me more routine. You know, when the, at the start of the pandemic is when I started to um, drive. You know, my my girlfriend at the time 
to and from work. She was a, she's a healthcare worker, and so um, you know, I didn't want her taking public transit, and so that really forced me to have to wake up early in the morning, even if it was after you know doing a raw or dynamite review, and uh, uh, start driving her. And you know, it was definitely a bit rough to start, but it also made me into a bit of a morning person which I never was in the past. So, you know, I know Neil mentioned uh, waiting hours. I, I don't know if there are exactly, you know, s- such a standard uh, set of uh, regular hours for me anymore, but um, it's making, it's, it, I think routine is in- incredibly important, especially, I was actually a part of a, you know, like a, a Patreon actually offers these sort of like group um, conference sessions. And um, they recently had one with somebody who, is there to kind of talk about time management. And one of the things he, he mentioned was the importance of having routine and having a schedule when you're a content creator, when you're somebody who's working for yourself, because not having that, um, you know, you're essentially working all the time or, you know, not like, and you don't know when to shut it off and, and that can drive you nuts or it might affect your productivity and you're not exactly starting at, at the right time. So for me, like waking up in the morning, having a reason to wake up in the morning really just kind of gets me going. And that I think in turn has cre- has created a lot more productivity with, with my input for, for post wrestling. You know, um, I think, I don't think the daily updates would really be possible if, if I didn't have that routine, um, and, and really the creation of the daily updates, I think for me is like, you know, further extension of some of that philosophy of, uh, wanting to just kind of get into the habit of like, Hey, every day, one o'clock we'll do one of these things. You know, it's also trying to like make me <laughs> make us be able to go to bed a bit easier at night too. Like not having to, to, to cover the news so long, but, uh, I, I think having a schedule is incredibly important and maybe that's something I've learned during a pandemic. So I actually want to do a public wellness check with you, Wei. Um, I believe this is the seventh podcast that you've recorded today alone. Um, how are you doing with this new schedule? Yeah, um, there are like there. I, I've definitely gotten more used to it. Um, there, there are days where like it can be overwhelming. So you know, just to peek back the curtain, everybody. We've been recording a lot for the Christmas show over the past couple of days. So. I think that's just been a bit more um, tiresome just because we're having to switch back and forth a lot between like interview styles, broadcast styles in the middle of like, you know, recording a bunch of these interviews here. We're trying to fit in news discussion going live and then in the evening doing, you know, a show. So that can be a little bit overwhelming. It's also with the idea that, hey, like we're doing this so that we can take a bit of extra time off. I am also fully like under the awareness that like if John and I wanted to just take the week off next week our audience would be like completely okay with it. And it's just more so I think the two of us wanting to um, reach reach both of our potential, you know, wanting to maintain the machine as as best as we can. We get a lot of gratification, of course, from it. Um, But I'm I'm constantly trying to, you know, negotiate like how much we want to do versus how I feel. And so um, checking in at least with myself and asking myself questions like what you just asked me, Jordan, is, is important. Probably something I should be doing a bit more of. Uh, Professor Kevin uh, comes through in the chat saying uh, Way is going to debut a new show called Silence, where he just sits quietly with some tea for an hour each day. I actually did that a bunch last year. I would randomly go onto Instagram Live and often with the guest, and we would just share a meal together in complete silence. Uh, again, I was very alone all the time. Uh, and that actually was an interesting, fun exercise. Uh, Way, I think if you were to do that, you would have a significant audience, myself included, on day one. 
Okay, what would we eat? Would we drink? Like what? 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 What would we we be consuming? What, I think would... you you would be constructing Lego. Okay. In silence. Yeah. I've, I've and, had people ask ask about doing one of those. Maybe I will actually. If it, it would be kind of fun, perhaps. Um, Dicky Bird would watch. Would you? He'd, he'd build assets for that too. I'm sure. For sure, I'll, I'll put the Twitch stream together for you and everything. I, you know, Dicky, like after the one of the up next um, um, game games, you you did a whole stream just kind of going over like your your production creative process as you're putting mm. together some of those videos. I thought that was wildly fascinating. That was amazing. By the way, yeah. plug that for those who don't know where to find that, Dicky. I mean, you can find it on the the you can find those particular videos that you're referring to on the uh, Up Next YouTube channel, so YouTube.com forward slash Up Next. Um, but I do uh, stream. I did stream them on my Twitch, Twitch.tv forward slash Dicky Bird Media. I would love I would love to do more of them. Obviously, it requires me to do the work first and uh t- you know tends to be weeks of work for a, a like a one hour broadcast of going through the thing but i i'm I, I i that is the one thing that i would um happily talk about for for a very long time is is the the work that i do um not not wrestling um but the actual yeah the work itself well i guess an interesting question is um are you are you guys, you know, people who, I guess, you know, do a level of, like, broadcasting or, like, you know, online streaming or Instagram Live or whatever, are you guys motivated by, like, how many viewers there are or is it simply the act of doing it? Like, if there were, I don't know, two people watching or no nobody watching, would you guys still still do what you do? I think it depends whose attention you have. So if I have the right attention of four people, I'm fucking good. Um, I had some streams where there were hundreds of people and that was in a different type of dynamic because most of those people uh, did not know me. Uh, They were there because of a much more high profile guest, which created a different uh, creative game for me to play. So it depends. But, uh, you know, we have a small, intimate group of people with us on Zoom and this is lovely right now. It's it's absolutely great. Now, I want to acknowledge some of the people joining us right now that you, uh, the audience, may not have uh, heard from yet. But we got Asher in the room. Welcome, Asher. Professor Kevin is marking papers in the background. So uh, I'd, I don't know if I'd watch a live stream of, of that, but uh, I'm sure if he explained it, it would be fascinating. Steve, welcome to the room. We've got Kevin SLC here, Chris Tobias, Chris Elliott, Brandon from New Jersey, as mentioned, and the man Scrump, probably very busy at work as well. Um, Feel free, any of you guys, if you have anything to say uh, as part of the conversation, just jump in. It's a very loose format well, this week. Wait, to, to not interrupt you, you asked a, a question about like uh, content creating and stuff like that, which first off, Dickie Bird, you're amazing. You kill it. We all love you. Just don't doubt yourself because you're crushing it. Hopefully we can work together in some professional capacity at some point. Um, the way you mentioned something about like, uh, you know, would you care if it's only four people listening? And like very early on when I started doing this, um, I definitely felt like a sense of like imposter syndrome in that I would see how many people were actually listening. And it was very much one of those things where I was like, why do this many people care what like Stank and I have to say about, you know, whatever Marvel movie came out this week or whatever happened at work. And it, it like, 
I think for a bit, we almost felt like we had to um, like make it interesting, you know, like what, what cool pro wrestling these stories do we have that we can, you know, what names can we drop? But like, again, very early that sort of stopped because um, like, I think with me and him specifically, like it was never anything with like, we're going to be the next Joe Rogan. We're going to be the next John and way, like nothing. It was just, let's just do this. And I, I feel personally, that's when I've had the most fun. Like, don't get me wrong. There's been times where I've tried to, hey, maybe we can get more people to come over. You know, if we interview the the Young Bucks or Matt Cardona. Um, but at the same time, like, I have just as much fun, you know, sitting around dissecting whatever, you know, Marvel trailer just came out. And I find with, like, most other content creators that I talk to, that that sort of seems to be the case. Like, um, I feel most people, if they're all just about the clicks and the downloads, they don't really project that. It's more so one of those things where it's like, I can tell. And, um, you know, with the pandemic, again, the the podcast, my you know, the podcast, it, it did sort of grow for me. And like, sort of like Neil was saying, you know, you make, you have so many, you make so many of these like small little internet friendships that sort of blossom into something bigger. And like, with me and I don't know how it feels like to you you know like or like I almost feel like I'm on both sides in that like I'm in this post-wrestling community so I have so many like friends and all that but then I'm in this like second community where I'm on the other side and I'm the content creator and these people sort of like see me like that and like you and John have always been so nice so cool anything I've ever needed whatever annoying tech question or just just the chat and stuff so i've always tried to be that way with like you know people who listen to my show and um like you know whether it's a hundred listeners or or four listeners i think the one thing you know especially during the pandemic it's like that i've learned is like if if you're having fun like doing something just do it and then you know people will find it later like don't do a hundred you know youtube shows or, or podcasts or anything like that in the hopes that these thousands and thousands of people will come and watch. Like if it's good enough, people, will, you know, people will find it later. Um, and just tend not to like, don't stress yourself over, you know, if you're not this like overnight sensation. I think that's really important, you know, uh, and it's an important reminder to me going off of Jordan, what you're asking, you know, like about, you know, whether or not, um, you know, your question was, was was really just kind of checking in on me. But to me, that that's more of a question of like, hey, like, when do you feel like you're doing too much? And and I think what what Scrub just said about you know making sure that it's still fun is is a very good filter for uh, maybe how much you know we should be taking on versus when to take a step back. Because all, I would say for the most part, like you know, like yeah, as Dicky was saying, like you want to do good creative work um, because it's fun. Like we we all got into the, like the creative fields because it's it's something that we enjoy doing, um, but th- there's a limit to that as well. And just because it's a job that I think you know we 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 all covet, um, doesn't mean that uh, we shouldn't be you know limiting our, I think our our dedication to it. So yeah, thank you for sharing, Scrump. Uh, and and thank you to Scrump. Scrump was one of those people that was like a group of regulars last year in my weekly silly Instagram live show and me doing that 
served served many functions, but primarily it wasn't how can I grow an audience? It was how can I hang with friends and something to look forward to because I'm not making plans to go meet at a concert or to go meet at a restaurant because I can't do that right now. So for me, that was throwing a party once a week for a few hours with a group of friends. Uh, the nice thing about it is that I could have Scrump from Chicago and and others from around the world joining in that. Um, and so, for, yeah, for that, I mean, it wasn't like, how do I monetize this at some point? How do I necessarily gain more followers? It's, I just want to hang with people. And that was certainly a, a fun way to do that. And uh, to maybe... Uh... Like when you say hang with people, like, well, why not just hang? Why, like, why, why do an Instagram story? Like, why, why put it out? Because, because, because when you go on Instagram Live, uh, it's it's a totally different dynamic. So one, yes, strangers can find it, and I've made, you know, connections. Uh, I, I don't know if I, if I can go as far as to say friends. Um, but but yeah, certainly I've made actually friends through all kinds of different digital platforms last year, whether it was uh, through, you know, someone that I meet on a dating app ends up being like on an Instagram live show at some point, um, who then gets connected to someone like Scrump. And it's just this cross-pollination socially. Uh, in the past, we just thought our social interactions happen in person uh, or over the phone and it's more structured. The internet has blown that up. So uh, meeting someone for coffee in person or going to a, a lecture with Professor Kevin at a university or engaging through uh, a, a live stream on Twitch, these are all credible ways to socially connect with people. They each have different dynamics and purposes. Uh, and that one at that time uh, seemed absurdly interesting and fun for me. Mm -hmm. and there's probably an openness to it too whereas like i mean you could meet up with a friend at a bar and it's a very private conversation but like a stranger is not going to really feel right to come up to you and maybe add to the conversation unlike perhaps you know an instagram live or a, a youtube stream or, or twitch stream or something like this uh we're also joined here just from the room by a frequent guest on our post wrestling podcast and also the featured guest on this week's edition of postmarks Hansi, thank you for joining us. Hey, man, what's going on? Yo, I, I got to apologize because I, I just got into the room and, uh, like, uh, my dad was sick, whatever. So, I, I normally I'm, I'm, I'm up at night, all night, but I was up extra early in the morning so that I fell asleep by, like, 9 a.m. And then oh, God. I just I just woke up, like, two minutes ago. I'm like, oh, shit, cause I, cause, because, yo, honestly, I, <laughs> because the way he messaged me, I um, you don't have to apologize, Hadi. You could have stepped in here like you know two minutes before we ended. That's it, it's it's all good. Um, I so when I messaged you, I mean I, I kind of gave you a loose idea of like what we're here to talk about. Um, do you have something to share about maybe how what what you've learned or or how you may have changed over the course of the past year and a half or so? Um, yeah, no, it, uh, definitely no. I think it even started before the pandemic, and I think. Maybe because, like, you know, I went through, and again, I'm not going to go over, like, you know, you, you guys know the footnotes of stuff that, like, I, like I've like i been through over the last decade. And I think being through that and being kind of isolated from that helped me kind of prepare mentally for, you know, uh, basically what was going to happen. Because, again, surprisingly, for the for the first time, like, last year, last year and a half, people, 
that were messaging me like, oh, like, because like, they actually think that I, I had more experience in social distancing than everyone else, whatever. And so then, you know, I told them to just to, you know, keep strong, you know, write a journal, um, try to invent yourself. It, it gets really hard, but I feel like, you know, since from the pandemic and even a little bit before that, I've, uh, I've grown more into like having more empathy for people who go through mental like for example when somebody's like not doing it the way like when people go through mental health uh, problems and they're free and they might be freaking out and and they don't even know they're having a mental health problem i can now recognize like when somebody is not really ha- is not having a good episode and like it's not like the way that it's advertised for mental health so that people start piling on this person and I, I feel like I gotta explain how, how the how that how that mind state works when you're really that irrational and that even piling on to somebody is not gonna help. So I feel like I, I can explain like, you know, how my mind has been in that kind of limbo for the longest time while others are going through that as well. Because I see a lot of wrestlers going through that same thing. Like people piled on like, you know, Carl Anderson. Because, you know, uh, he said this company stinks when they had a mental health thing going on, even though they just like, you know, fired a bunch of employees and people got on him. And I'm like, you know, trying to explain through my experience that like even if you don't feel that Carl Anderson is like, credible enough or something like that, this guy has more intel on why this company stinks and doesn't think they're genuine for their mental health stuff when they just fire people at the way they do or how they treat people. And, you know, and because and then people will start weapon people will go, Oh, I'm, I, I, I'm about mental health, but then you're going to pile on someone for being uh, a, uh, you know, drunk and an alcoholic. That's part of mental illness as well. Like that's where it goes. So I can recognize that kind of stuff. And I try to like, at least try to tell people how, um, dumbed down I was. I can articulate stuff for people. So that I, I see the same thing happening now with uh, how people get contentious online right away. Kind of reminds me of the '90s where we're all contentious. We're all just saying ignorant stuff to each other. So I, I can feel like I can like give that way, and I, I feel like I've grown in that way. But you guys have also helped set a, a good. Uh, uh, you and John, Jordan Goodman, everyone that who's involved post wrestling, you guys have helped uh, give me a good uh, surrounding so I don't have to be around toxic people all the time. And you guys have helped add to that. And I hope that by me coming on here, not babbling so much, that I've uh, helped you guys see like another view of what mental illness is. And that makes any sense. It does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Often you, you, I think uh, do a great job of like, you know, giving us uh, some really profound thinking um and and i think what you just mentioned is something i have to be aware of you know if if like i i have to talk about some of these stories that get brought up um in the news and you know i'm often like put on the spot to make some sort of assessment and it's often easy for somebody like me to maybe get emotional and and maybe you know skip the judgment on on topics like that um and it's a good reminder what you just said, I think, to just, you know, be able to hold back and try to empathize uh, whenever it's possible and, and, and maybe not, not listen to perhaps, you know, the, the communal um, discourse as, as much as maybe uh, we should from time to time. Yeah. Any thoughts, Jordan? Yeah, well, look, change happens when other people start creating the change. Uh, so Thank you to someone like Hanzi, uh, and also good morning to someone like Hanzi right now. Um, uh, you 
sharing your experience in the ways in which uh, you choose to do uh, helps give other people, especially those that they can't have empathy for your experiences just because they haven't lived them. Uh, you offer a a new worldview for, for the people that are paying attention. Um, this is what we all do with the, the information and the stories that we that we share with others, whether privately or publicly. Um, it takes people to change the culture of people. Um, so, yes, uh, having this that for me, that's kind of the point of doing this uh, for the pro wrestling community, uh, just like it was meaningful for me uh, with with another community and podcast to do it for uh, rock musicians in particular. Uh, these themes are universal, talking about mental health and well-being. Um, and at least for me, uh, I feel like I've had uh, a career of experience and also uh, personally just a life of experience uh, thinking about studying, uh, working within the space of mental health. Uh, I'm very passionate about it. Uh, I know that it affects every human being. And so for me, it, it, it's made sense and it's been important to uh have these conversations in a public forum, uh, whether it's talking about something like meditation uh, or talking about the ways in which music can contribute to well-being. Uh, for many people listening to those conversations, perhaps they've never thought of that before. Uh, or maybe if they did, it was never uh, normalized or encouraged by the the social circles that, that they've been a part of. So uh, Hansi, respect to you because the only way that others change is if we change ourselves and we share that with the people around us. No, and definitely. And the thing is like, uh, I forget who said this, but like the, the biggest like, like contribution you can make to society is like self analysis. And that's what I always kind of, I, I always try to do it. And I'm not always the best at it. I'm, I don't, uh, you know, I don't uh, go about stuff the right way. Sometimes I throw tantrums and, I, and, I, and the thing is, like people might think you look bad by throwing tantrums, and I understand that. But trust me, the person throwing a tantrum does not feel good about it afterward. Trust me. Like I have to sit and reflect if I like say something like if I have to like go harsh at somebody because I'm, I'm I'm getting I'm getting piled on whatever. I have to like reflect on what I just said and done, and like I never feel even if I feel good for like telling someone off. I don't feel good about it afterwards because I'm reflecting upon it, whatever, right? And I'm just, I, I'm just saying we're, we're living in a society now where like like everyone's ready to go at each other still because I never I never see a time at least where we're all so divided by like not even by politics, race, gender on, on certain things like that, but just like by by different fandoms and all that kind of stuff where like it, it becomes kind of cultish. On some on some level online on on certain things, so I have to still get better, and I gotta reduce myself offline. It just it's hard because everything news is always breaking at any given moment during this time, right? So I got I got a lot to work on, but uh, I gotta say that being in spaces like this where we're discussing it, um, it, it's helped me immensely. So I thank both the you and I thank all of uh, Post Wrestling for being one positive place where I can at least go to where I don't feel like, you know, complete shit at least, you know what I mean? So I thank you guys. Thank you for letting me speak way. I, again, I apologize for coming a little bit late. I know you don't mind whatever, but I still, I, I would have wanted to come in for the whole thing, but thank you for letting me speak brother. No worries. Thank you always for uh, being a willing participant. You know, uh, Jordan, one, one of the topics that we touched on this year was, was very, I mean, that came up often was, was the topic of social media and I think our relationship with it. Um, good and bad. 
you know, obviously like hearing like, you know, Neil and hearing, hearing Dickie speak and hearing, you know, like the reason we all exist here is because of social media. So it, 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 I, I'll say, you know, I think over the past year, I've definitely tried to make a more deliberate effort of like filtering out the good from the bad of social media and, and being able to kind of retain, you know, uh, uh, much of what is amazing about it and, and taking away what, what kind of makes us feel, feel shitty about it. Um, and I think a lot of people have have done the same. Like I think a lot a lot of people are a lot more aware of their experience and their relationship with social media these days, and knowing when is too much. You know, John Pollock has deleted Twitter off of his phone. I've uh, you know made use of, of Twitter lists, and uh, you know, like is this is an ongoing um, discourse, of course. But what, what insights have, have have anybody in the room? I open this up to. But uh, Jordan, what insights maybe have you had at the end of the year with regards to social media? Well, so we watched that Netflix documentary, the, the name's escaping uh, right now. The Social prior, Dilemma. The Social Dilemma. We watched that uh, prior to having that conversation many months ago. And the first thing I did after finishing it was uh, turning off notifications for the social media apps I have on my phone. And that has been one positive change that has stuck. And I have no plans of going back. That was one behavior that I engaged in that took no more than 30 seconds that was such a significant uh, positive change in my life uh, during this past year. Um, and really, it's like I kind of knew what what it did. But again, sometimes we need to hear these things 10 times. Sometimes we need to hear it uh, 10,000 times for it to stick for whatever the reason may be. But understanding that they were intentionally trying to hook or trap or steal my attention, uh, my greatest currency in relationship to these companies. Uh, by turning that shit off, uh, I took the power back and, and it's made a significant uh, impact on my life. Um, and yet, look, it comes down to Hanzi shared great self-awareness. And that's really what all of this comes down to. Um, I would be interested in having a, a conversation around uh, self-awareness more generally in the future. Uh, I believe that's the whole game. It's to, uh, because so much of our life uh, runs on autopilot and that's good. We need that. If not, uh, if we had to take into account every single piece of stimuli, uh, we would go crazy. Um, that's not possible. So much of what we do is autopilot. The drawback to that is that while much of our of what we do is on autopilot, our thoughts in particular, uh, us not becoming self-aware of what those repeated thoughts often are, of what our repeated behaviors or tendencies often are, that's where we start to get into trouble. So it takes a lot of energy to apply self-awareness. This is why a meditation practice is, is so helpful. Um, but becoming self-aware, whether it's our relationship to social media or anything in life, uh, to me, that's the whole game. And uh, I can't think of anything that's more productive. Including thoughts about your career and, and where you're at, you know, again, going back to what, what Dickie was mentioning, um, like being aware of how much time you're spending um, doing something that, you know, is may not be immediately fulfilling. And that, of course, extends to, to all of things as well. Are you still flossing, Jordan? I'm not. I'm not, Way. <laughs> and, that, and that was a lesson. So... I know that I can stick to flossing for a few months if I have the accountability. Uh, part of, you asked before, like, why go live on Instagram or on any platform? Well, 
going live with a podcast helped keep me accountable because I didn't want to be caught out on my own bullshit. Now, you're doing that to me now, all these months later. Will I floss tonight? Maybe. It's definitely much more likely for me to floss tonight than it would have been otherwise. Um, But again, it's the self-awareness and me being able to choose that. Uh, And oftentimes, uh, newer behaviors or habits, like it takes a while to stick. Um, So no, I I haven't been flossing. uh, But if I really wanted to, I know what to do. Uh, And part of that was having it in front of me. Part of that was like writing it down and seeing the days in which I missed and having the the check mark felt better, etc. Well, this typically tends to be the part, the time of the year where like... (laughs) we've just given up on like going like everything that we set out to do at the beginning of the year. Like if we haven't already. Right. And, and if you, and if you even intend on like, you know, picking up some new habits, you're like, I'm going to wait till January, you know, I'll wait till like the new year to like, really like go, go back to the gym again. Um, so, but you know, oftentimes like I don't even think about like what's lacking. Um, and, but it's also, I think, a time to remember, like, to, to be kind to yourself, you know, for, for not necessarily achieving everything that you might have set out to do. You at least flossing for the, the period that you did is better than not flossing at all. And now you have the ability to go back into the routine whenever you want to, you know. So that's important. Yeah. And, and I appreciate you offering the reminder of being kind to yourself because just say for me, uh, continuing to floss was a high priority, but for whatever the reasons may be, there's different resistances that have made it difficult. If I start beating myself up for that or internally calling myself a piece of shit, um, that's not going to help, at least in a sustainable way. Uh, because You're now a piece I'm piece of shit for not flossing. <laughs> right? Because then I'm fighting against like all these different things. You know, so so being kind to ourselves, uh, being our own coach or cheer dude, like when I do things that that uh, I'm proud of or that are good for me, and I learned this on some podcast 20 years ago, like I legit pat myself on the back. Sometimes I pat myself on the ass way. And I literally say to myself, like, good job, Jordan. I'm proud of you. And I'm very intentional and aware of that because the most meaningful, uh, steady relationship that we'll ever have is the one that we have for with ourselves. So the ways in which we talk to ourselves is super important. And I would argue that most people don't spend enough time actually paying attention to what that internal narrative is, to what the internal dynamics uh, are going on. And oftentimes people don't realize that they do have control of that and that over time that can change. Um, so yes, being kind to ourselves, being a, a, a rooting for ourselves that is very healthy. Mm-hmm. We are joined, of course, here by uh, a number of people from the post wrestling community. But this person on the job uh, has recently, uh, f- from what I'm, I'm told, has pulled over specifically to try to engage in this conversation. And of course, this man is in New Jersey. His name is Brandon. Brandon, are you there? I'm here, but uh, I'm in Pennsylvania. But <laughs> wow, I am, I am from New Jersey. Um, do you use a water pick? You know, I have a water pick. I have a water pick about 20 feet from me. uh, And it's been set up next to the sink since I moved a few months ago. And I have yet to use it. I I, I love it. Yeah, I got to get on that. Like, I 
<laughs> sorry, like it's a recurring theme in dental health on this show. But like, uh, why don't you? Why haven't you tried it, Jordan? Like, it, it, I hear it's a more convenient version. I used to awesome. use it. I used to use it. it yeah, it's it's infinitely easier and uh, less less uncomfortable. Um, I don't know. I, again, it comes down to like I just haven't had enough self-awareness and and desire for whatever the reason may be but maybe we're working through these issues live uh, on zoom right now dental health is mental wealth mm. Mm. well speaking of the the most self-aware among us uh brandon how's your year been uh it's it's been consistent <laughs> i mean i i mean you guys have i guess your work your work has been consistently indoors and whatnot since this pandemic started and i i've been I've been out in the wild, I guess this is probably year three now since uh, this thing started. <laughs> it's about to be year three. Uh, I mean, it, it, I mean, like everything, we all have to adjust to, to how we live in, in this uh, situation that we're in right now. Uh, and I, what, I, what I've learned is that uh, I got to, well, me personally, I got to stop being so hard on myself because uh, uh, yes. that's been like, that's, that's been a, a deal with me uh since i've been a kid uh yeah like <laughs> even if i do good things I, I i'm expecting the worst so uh i gotta i i should treat myself better that's what i'm learning i'm curious brandon when that's happening are you actually aware that it's happening in the moment or is it more that you notice after the fact uh someone someone a couple of people pull me to the side and uh then tell me that i should uh treat myself better like i'm not gonna say who they're probably in the room but uh and they're they i i appreciate their wisdom when they tell me that because uh yeah it, it sucks it's it's one of those deals that uh i gotta be better at but yeah even if even if you like you said you pat yourself on the back and i i'm my harshest critic like i think oh, I, got, I gotta do something better or i could i could do better than that which I mean, which is a good thing, and it could be a bad thing. Well, there's a balance, right? I mean, we want to have high standards for ourselves. I think we would all want to uh, push ourselves to do better and to perhaps um, accomplish more and and things like that. I certainly have that for myself. If I'm going to do something, I try to be uh, world class at it, and and I want to uh, achieve, but. I also have to balance that with perhaps uh, practicality and realism and, and as we said, patience and kindness to myself. Um, and I'm far from perfect at striking that balance, but I think the point is that I at least have some level of self-awareness where I'm checking in with myself or I'm being held to account by people that, that I ask for those conversations uh, to, to see if I can strikes some sort of optimal balance between the the striving and the pushing uh while also giving myself the the patience and the grace yeah i mean and i don't know about anybody else but uh <laughs> that whole middle child syndrome like you see your siblings do way better than what you're doing and you you get you get the the, the sense of disappointment and uh and that's that's another deal that i i I got myself going on with and whatnot, but I mean, just on, just on that though, Brandon, like I, I had the same thing growing up, like my big sister, you know, she was perfect and in every way. And now she, she's into QAnon. So I'm the, 
<laughs> so I'm, I'm the I'm the perfect child now. I didn't even do anything. I mean, but but, but you see that 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 flaw. You're you're rising above that flaw. Like uh, <laughs> nobody, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I mean, it's not. I mean, I mean, my brother is kind of a nutty guy himself with that that side of the world. But uh, he hasn't gone full Q or full pill and whatnot. But uh, I mean, it's something that we've dealt with. It the holidays can be can be rough. Like uh, last Thanksgiving, which led to some fist fights, maybe in our family. But uh, I mean, we've. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, I'm trying to be better at it. I and I, like, I hate my job, but. I have to do it to means to an end. It's a, it's a very high paying job. It's been very good to me. A lot of good things have come from having that job and whatnot. But uh, I, 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 I look at myself and I'm like, man, I could do, I, I think to myself, I could do better than that. I, I wish I can, the, the, the persona that I've cultivated, it's kind of ridiculous, but I wish to myself that I could do more with that. But, I don't know if I can. I don't know. I'm, it's just I'm, a mental block that I've been dealing with. Well, I'm kind of curious. Like, what what would you see yourself doing? Um, if you, I don't if you, you know. If, yeah. Go ahead, Wade. I'm sorry. No, if you if you had uh, the option um, to to you know, like, if money wasn't a factor, what would you be doing if not if if not what you're doing right now? Uh, I'd probably be doing like a <laughs> like a podcast, like everybody else, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or or streaming. Like I I. I, I envy those people, man, because like it, it looks like a blast and whatnot. I'm like, man, but and then I, I look at myself. I gotta, you know, you got mortgage payments and shit like that. They gotta deal with and whatnot. And I, I mean, so so if is I it could, just a lack of time right now that that's yeah, oh, just, yeah. I mean, if I could make the jump, I would, but I feel like it sucks to say it's passed me by. I don't know, dude, dude. That's um, like respectfully, that's bullshit. Right. Respectfully. I mean, even if you did it uh, a 30 minute episode once a month, you can do that. And, and I don't want to disrespect the, the whatever the, the, the beliefs or the resistances uh, within you that start to push back or get uh, fearful when when I suggest a possibility like that. Um, but if that's what you really want, you certainly can do that. And what's interesting about you relative to most human beings is that on episode one, you would have an audience. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, I'm, I'm listening. I thought, I thought you left to go start a podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> Jordan way. If I can interrupt, I, I know that with a podcast. So January, Brandon, you're fucking more than welcome to come on because I tell you all the time and like, that I talk about it with other people that listen to posts. Like you're genuinely one of like the bright spots to look forward to. Like whenever, you know, you call in really feedback and you're someone who's like so knowledgeable on so much shit that like other people who aren't in secret uh, or and groups that may or may not exist uh, group chats, they're not aware of, you know, how knowledgeable and how much you have to say on other things that aren't just to get a rise out of one John Pollock. Um, and yeah, the, to say like, oh, it's, it's too late or something like not the case at all, dude. So, uh, definitely announcing it here, Brandon from New Jersey will be, uh, on, will have his full episode of a podcast because you definitely are someone who, again, you're a very fucking cool dude. 
and you have things to say, you have things to get off your mind and chest. So come on my fucking show and we'll talk about it, whether it's just us ribbing WH or something, because uh, <laughs> again, you know, you, you are someone who doesn't give yourself enough credit. Like I, you know, I know I personally, I'm doing it now because I haven't done it, but you, you are a little hard on yourself. And I think if Brandon from New Jersey fully did retire, much like your tweets are, or elitist to believe that the post wrestling community, myself included, would definitely miss you being around. Well, well it's very kind of you, Scrum. Thank you very much. Yeah, and but Brandon, can I chip in there as well to say that, like, I, I remember having this conversation with you very recently. You, you cracked John up like two Fridays ago, and it was just a piece of comedy genius. And the timing then it was let's end the call bang. And it's on YouTube for people who haven't seen it. And I mean, John, at the end of those shows, um, as a viewer, Way will know this, of course, a million times better than I. Occasionally, will give the vibe that right, let's wrap this up. But you're the you're the one guy I think who can kind of just like energize him. And like he lost his shit, and I thought it was it was really funny to see because it's not that often he does that. He's not, a, he's not an easy guy to pop, and you can do it. That's a skill. Well, well thank you, Neil. I, I, I didn't want to make it about me. Well, nah, I, don't, uh, I, I appreciate the, the community. I mean, like some of you guys I talk to like every day, like some of you guys, like Neil, I, what an incredible human being. Like he, he is the – I think he is – besides Jordan, he is the other shrink in the <laughs> – in the post community, like you can lean on and he'll, he'll give you some tremendous advice. And then like, like Dickie, he's, he's an incredible shoulder to lean on as well. And I mean, Scrump is awesome. Like I, I can name names and, and they know who they are. And uh, like they're, they're, it's an incredible group. It's, it's a special group that, that rivals anybody in, in this space. So and it's very appreciative and I, I appreciate everybody. So I, I didn't mean to make it about me, but, I'm just saying. No, like, we I, we're choosing to make it about you because I, I, right, I think right. you're a wildly interesting subject for all of us. Like we're all engaged in talking about you, so it's it's our choice to to make it. And yeah, like if 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 there's anything we hope you take away from it, it's it's that you would have an audience because you're an interesting person. And, and, can, and, can and I, also, and also, I enrage. Go ahead. Can I jump in for one second and just ask Brandon something? This is Chris Elliott, by the way, if you're not uh, Hi, everybody. seeing video. Hey, Chris. Um, Brandon, can you stop retiring, please? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I can. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> if it's a bit, it's a good bit, Brandon. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I love you guys. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it to the floor. All right, get back to work. Thank we you. love you too, Brandon. We love you. I love you guys. I love you. If I could say something. Yes, um, this, this is time, Asher. Welcome to the show, Asher. What's up? Thank you, and, and thank you for uh, doing this. Um, this feels to me like a follow-up to the community um, mm-hmm. podcast. Um, but here the emphasis is more about what, a, what community and being engaged in a community can do for us on so many levels um, from like, you know, being more mindful of how we take care of our, of our bodies to maybe like 
being brave to 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 consider things that maybe some people think uh, we're good at, um, but we're not confident about. Um, um, and um, and 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 I, and I, I want to connect it to what we started with uh, with with COVID and and how this time um, was for us. So for me personally, it was connected to being an immigrant. I've been in America for six years, but I'm originally from Israel, where I lived my life, my life uh, most of my life, I'm 44, so almost 40 years there, um, as a wrestling fan. Grew up as a wrestling fan in Israel. Um, but when COVID uh, started, um, the, my my uh, like strongest um experience was being away uh, being uh, away from my extended family with all they were going through mm. and about about a year ago um i had to go back because of uh health reasons in, in my family in israel it was a like a, a complicated time for me because of like i had to quarantine there and then quarantine here and i had to like be away from my job for, for, for a long time, a long time. But um, that was when I discovered um, post wrestling about a year ago. And um, I think for me, COVID and all the things we've discussed was, was like understanding that I owe it to myself to be a part of, of, a, of a community that I really feel um, strongly about that um, allows me to experience um, moments with people that are real for me and them on, on a very deep level, which is something that I maybe didn't have the courage to, to do, just a little like Brandon beforehand. But throughout this year, especially with the wellness policy, um, you know, finding out that there's a podcast or a website about post, about wrestling that also deals with mental health was such a big moment. was such a was such a strong moment for me. And then with all the Simone Biles effect and and Eddie Kingston article, it all that became so so deep and, 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 and so uh, real for me and, and having a place to share it here with people who like, it is as meaningful for them, you know, to read like what Eddie Kingston wrote mm -hmm. um, or that video where the AW wrestlers talked about their experiences with depression and anxiety, that, 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 that that gives me courage and that gives me uh, strength and um, and um, yeah. So I more or less in the last year I minimized or eliminated my um, presence in most social media platforms because they were not like helping me, and at the same time slowly like getting more engaged and connected into communities. That I that I take a positive uh, reinforcement from, and then this is like an opportunity for me to thank you, Neil. I loved your mark, your your post mark uh, show. 
you you shared about wrestling challenge and superstars like shows which i grew up on i i i resonated it resonated so much with me what you said there i, I was just like listening to it i think i heard it twice uh -huh. um and way like i don't even know where where to start but like i feel like i had so many moments with with everyone on the website already like the things you talk about and the levels jordan like the show about music like all of those things were, were so important for me this year but i was also able to understand and and really learn about how community can help me hmm. um i just want to say like thank you for uh opening up right now because you know like most of the people we've spoken to at this point we've we've kind of heard from we we, we kind of know but asher as far as I, I i remember um this is the first time you've appeared on one of these shows or maybe any of our shows so um to hear that perspective on a lot of the stuff that we've been doing um including like you know um like you know the uh, neil's postmark show like is very enlightening to us so you're thank you for prov providing that service for us and, and thank you for for sharing some of your story thank you yeah thank you thank you so much asher and it's it's great to meet you um my hope is that every micro community around the world uh offers uh, communities and, and conversation like this. Again, I mean, mental health is foundational to the experience of every person. And it, it makes sense where you found this community because of your interest and passion for, for pro wrestling. That was the cultural hook that brought you in. Uh, and then a show like this uh, offered a bridge uh, to maybe, uh, you know, make you interested or, or maybe more open-minded to some of the topics that, that we, we share about and, and mental health more generally that, that really has been the aim at, at least for me with, with a project like this. So uh, I appreciate you reflecting that back to us. And I really think this is going to be the trend because I've seen it, especially uh, being involved in the, in the mental health space for well over a decade. Now I'm seeing uh, now how quickly uh, all kinds of different uh, cultural communities uh, and, and businesses uh, for altruistic, but also for financial reasons are now engaging more publicly uh, around mental health. And I think that's a net positive for, for all of us. For me, like when it comes to at least like, you know, picking topics for the show or even like the concept of the show it, itself, like I, you know, I'm I'm relatively new, like you know, to to being exposed to like you know the mental health space, um, and and even the concept of therapy, um, and in fact, that's something I'm I'm going to actually be you know um uh, diving uh, more personally into over the course of the next year, um, but I I I don't even necessarily think of like you know the show as like a mental health show, like these are this is just these are just human issues, you know, like these are just life things and it's a chance for i think you know myself and also people who listen to our wrestling podcast to be able to talk about things just outside of professional wrestling um which i i sense a, a far bigger craving for than perhaps you know even coverage of like you know a, a, like an indie show here here or there um it's it's we walk around with with these things whether or not like we consider ourselves aware of mental health or or, or um, that sort of awareness. I mean, we 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 live with all all of this stuff, and it's relevant to most of us, I would say, if not all. 
Totally. Uh, which is why it's nice to continue normalizing this stuff. And, and I think a big aim for me was to not make it feel uh, clinical or educational um, or even overly serious. Uh, of course, there's going to be times where uh, to, to have more sincerity and to, to be more um, serious, it's called for and it's necessary and that's the appropriate mature response. But we can also have fucking fun doing this and this can be playful. Um, that was the point of having a whole episode around the concept of, of play. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, th- yeah, I, I just, my, my, my aim is to really normalize this because to your point way, um, what contributes to our mental health, uh, really is all of our experiences. Totally. Yeah. It feels like this is a good place to wrap up. You know, we're we're about to, I think, eighty minutes into the show, and again, I had no idea exactly how this would go, but I've 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 really enjoyed just you know having the amount of interaction from the people that 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 we've heard, and and sort of this loose format. So it's something maybe we can talk about whether or not we should uh, dive back into in the into the future, and let us know if you you're listening to this, you couldn't make it here live with us today. Uh, if you listen to the podcast and if you have something to say. Please chime in, leave a comment in the forum, forum.postsourcing.com if you are a patron. If you're not, uh, actually, uh, we have a- everybody has access now to the forum. So just leave a comment if, you're, if you want to or join the Discord, of course, where there's a wellness policy channel. Or send a message to all of you guys, you know, uh, if you want to reach out specifically. And I want to open the space up right now for anybody who wants to maybe advertise their social media uh, to let people get in touch with them. And uh, maybe we'll start with you, Neil. Well, yeah, I mean, my, my Twitter is very boring because... I am subject to a, a social media policy at work because I work in a political environment, which means I basically just don't touch anything apart from saying how good <laughs> the latest post-wrestling uh, podcast or Up Next podcast or, or check out or retweeting Dickie's latest work or whatever. But if you really want to, uh, it's at Neil, that's spelt with an A, N-E-A-L, Flanagan, F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N. How about you, Dickie? Thank you, Neil. And thank you, Scrump, as well. I know you said some kind words. I didn't want to interrupt you. Um, what a what a very, like, what a nice guy Scrump is, no matter what he says about other T-shirt companies. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm uh, at Dickie Bird Media on um, t- uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I use it as a place to, um, yeah, show something that's, I've recently done or, or, or something like that. So it's a good place just to, just to follow for, for that stuff. I don't, I don't get, I don't opine about, you know, whether hangman page and, and Brian Danielson's 60 minute draw was, was crap or not, you know, and stuff like that. I let other people do that. Um, but what is, is kind of funny uh, is that um, I'm actually today in, in about uh, an hour and a half on my Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Dickie Bird Media, I'm holding a uh, number one contender's uh, elimination chamber on WWE 2K20 to determine, like I said, the number one contender for the post-wrestling Discord multi, 
Metamucil Championship, whatever it's called. This is something that's so weird and so in our community. Um, I don't expect anybody to listen to this to uh, check it out because you probably it's already uh, been and gone unless you're sort of live on on here. Um, but I do some shenanigans like that. But uh, so uh, yeah, Dickie Bird Media on on Twitch, but also you know join the Discord, jump in. It's a great place for community. You don't need to. Be, you don't need to be totally involved. You can just read what people are uh, are writing, and there's lots of topics going on. So uh, I believe that is postwrestling.com forward slash Discord, I think. Yeah. And this yeah. is a great time to, to recognize uh, both Phil and Eric for their contributions to that Discord. Uh, I have spent a significant amount of time this past year for my first time on the Discord platform uh, and it, it takes guys like them to um, to be really effective moderators uh, to make it such a, a rich experience for me and many others. Sorry, I just uh, I I just went on the Discord where Jordan posted a photo of a cup of water with whipped cream on it. What is that? I found it on the internet. There was some thread about orders at Starbucks. That was my contribution. Okay, a lot of conversation about it after the fact. So you've never uh, you've never gotten a, a water with whip way. No, I don't think so. Interesting, water add whip. <laughs> okay, so that's a, maybe just some of the the a teaser of some of the great <laughs> nonsensical content you might get off of uh, Jordan Goodman from Discord. Uh, I open the floor to anybody else who maybe wants to you know publicize and 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 open up uh, where where they be able to be found. Um. um. Can I go quickly? Yeah, of course. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, Hansy eighty three H A N Z I eighty three. If anyone like you, know, if you ever feel like you're having a mental episode and you need to talk to somebody, um, like you know, what I mean, I might not always be the best guy, but I can try to like help guide anyone through any uh, like any irrational thought you might have. Sometimes you know, sometimes it's like you don't know what to do with your irrational thoughts. So if you if you need someone to talk to, like I'm always there, kind of like just doing my own thing. I'm always self-reflecting so um but again like i've been listening I, I so i haven't been chiming in as but i didn't want to chime with other callers and all that kind of stuff but uh i i really enjoyed uh from what i heard i can't wait to listen to the whole thing when this is uploaded but uh again guys thank you for having me on and letting me speak and it's good to hear all you guys like kind of give your stories and everything like that because it's it's a good way to connect man so i i, I really i really do i know this is something like, like a like a uh, a broken record, but like I really do appreciate the space that you guys are putting in. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, a lot of people don't want to do these kind of talks because everyone gravitates towards like, oh, let's all be negative. Like, for, like I'm not saying you shouldn't be negative if 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 there's like something that's happening with you. Like, you know what I mean? You need to express yourself and all that. But like, just promoting like nonstop negativity where we're all each other's throats. You know what I mean? It's like kind of refreshing to have a place where you're not really feeling that obligated to have to like be contentious with other people, if that makes sense. Agreed, Hansi. That that type of negativity you're referring to, at least to me, is is entirely not interesting. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Thank you guys again. I'll just be in the chat. Just I'll be in the in, in the Zoom room. But thank you guys so much for letting me come on here, man. No problem. And as mentioned, uh, Hanzi is the next guest on Postmarks. That's available on the Post Wrestling Cafe feed. It is free and available to everybody if you just go to postwrestlingcafe.com. That'll come out Saturday evening. So look forward to that. Um, I want to thank everybody 
for joining us, especially you, Jordan Goodman, for proposing the show and joining me for the better part of this year, uh, getting to topics like these. My pleasure, man. Um, Brandon, I'm, I'm wondering, have we have we gotten uh, the last laugh pod dot com yet? <laughs> we'll take that as a yes. Great, great um, response. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. Professor Kevin was with us for the majority of the show, uh, communicating through the, the chat. Uh, I do want to to share what he wrote earlier on in the episode. Uh, this comes from uh, the professor. His name is Kevin. The wellness policy provided an opportunity to reflect on very personal and intimate subjects, but in a group setting. I'm grateful for the show because of the growth and change it has helped bring about in my own life. Thanks to Way and Jordan for hosting and to everyone else who has shared throughout the past year. This is uh, this has all been especially important as we continue to navigate this shitty global pandemic. Let's keep the wellness going in 2022. So thank you very much, Professor Kevin. Yeah, thank you. And um, man, I, I really hope that like, you know, uh, come the new year, we we, we aren't heading back to um, like a regression in, in terms of uh, what's open and what's not. But, uh, uh, you know, at least um, like as we've seen, there are some benefits to perhaps, you know, um, when, when our, our, our normal daily lives being interrupted, at least, you know, maybe we can look a bit more inward and, and, and rely on our online communities a bit more. So I want to thank uh, you all for that. Uh, and I also wanted to mention that this will be the last wellness policy on the free post wrestling feed. So going forward, starting in January, we will be putting this on the post wrestling cafe feed, but much like postmarks, it'll be free. So you just have to go to postwrestlingcafe.com and you will be able to find these shows for absolutely free. They just won't automatically appear on the free feed. And for me, that's more of an effort of like, you know, consolidating all the community based podcasts that we do into one feed. This, of course, along with postmarks and a lot of the other work that we do. Uh, whereas we're keeping maybe the main feed a bit more news-based. So just a reminder, if you want to listen to next month's edition of The Wellness Policy, uh, follow us on social media and follow those links. Or if you want to support Post Wrestling, just become a patron at really any uh, amount, and I believe you will get a dedicated RSS feed that you can input into your Post Wrestling or uh, podcast app of choice. Uh, before we head out, uh, I'm curious if, if you're willing, uh, Asher and Chris Elliott, uh, would you like to share how, how anyone could connect with you guys? Um, I am, like I said, I pretty much um, eliminated most of my social media accounts in the What's your home address year. for somebody? To- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can uh, snail. snail mail me. But uh, I, I have like a group of friends on Discord. I'm on Discord sometime. And I'll well, we, check out your, uh, your post-wrestling channel. Okay. Well, we hope you will join us again here uh, on the wellness policy. Um, and maybe we can interact with you then. What about you, Chris? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris underscore Elliot 84. Um, that's about it. <laughs> I've, I've got an Instagram. It's the same thing, but I, I don't post on there anymore. I, I posted like five pictures of my kids and that's about it. <laughs> You guys are far healthier than all of us, I think. You know, <laughs> you, you I, have... I, I, my, my Twitter use used to be quite bad. I would always jump into stupid arguments and stuff like that. But I've, I, I, one of the things that the pandemic has kind of made me is it's made me realize that there's better things to be doing than jumping in, in arguments and and uh, I think leaving leading a better life with 
in terms of my social media is uh, is a bit more healthy and spending time on people that actually deserve that attention rather than just random trolls with uh, online. <laughs> He is. Can I say something? Chris oh, is yes. a very sorry way. Chris is a very skilled live vlogger of sports, particularly football. <laughs> so if you, I know I'm serious. If you if you if you don't happen to have access to the TV or the stream of the, of, of of a big match, get in the Discord and follow it. Follow what Chris is telling you. He's excellent. I stop it now. <laughs> I'm blushing. Hi. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, thank you guys for joining us, all of you. And this is just, I guess, some of the sampling of, of maybe some of the interactions you might get in the Post Wrestling Discord. PostWrestling.com slash Discord. He is at Jordan Beatwell on Twitter. Uh, Jordan, do we have an idea of what we'll be? We don't even know what we'll be talking about next month yet. right? We haven't talked about that yet. We haven't. So, But you can bet we'll be back at some point in January for the next edition of the Wellness Policy um, do you, do we have a sign off for this? And Jordan, if we don't, would you like to make one up right now? Um, I've done nearly a hundred episodes of, of another podcast over the years called Chaka Grissants. I actually have, uh, a, a, a sign off for those shows and it's something that we actually, uh, mentioned today. So we will go out on this first year of post wrestling's, the wellness policy, uh, with me simply saying, thank you. And please be kind to yourself. And then I hit the cowbell eight times, something like that.